I'm Josh Cooperman, and this is Convo by Design, featuring two brothers who created a global furniture brand after learning from their father. This is Harbor Outdoor. That's right. Nicholas and Harrison Condos worked for their father in the family's Sydney workshop. They crafted handmade furniture, literally learning the trade from the time they were young. So it was only natural for these two to start their own enterprise. They did. This is their story. This is the story of Harbor Outdoor. Convo by Design is presented by Walker Zanger, a fantastic company and an equally fantastic design partner. While the Walker Zanger brand was built on the promise to inspire designers and architects to do their best work, there's far more to it than that. Yes, that promise is fulfilled every day through a commitment to provide the best ceramic, glass, stone, porcelain, and concrete surfaces and finishes. But at the heart is a family-owned and operated business that provides stunning surfaces for a well-designed home and does it to make designers and architects do their best work for their clients. Walker Zanger started in 1952, and they are absolutely one of the best trade partners a designer can have. Check out their newest collaborative line with designer Pieta Donovan, a collection of cement and ceramic tiles inspired by the patterns and colorways of the 1970s and created with a comfortable modernity. Walker Zanger is on the cutting edge of design, featuring products for every style and architectural feel you can create. And they provide homeowners with the materials that dream kitchens and baths are made of. Check out any of their 14 showrooms across the country or shop online, walkerzanger.com. Look, you guys want to, you want out of here, don't you? Well, no, do you guys do you guys like the media part of this? You have the business, yeah. the design. You love the design, the manufacturing. Do you like the media part of it? Um, not necessarily. I don't mind it. It's not. It's not the favorite part of the business. Fair but enough. we're not in the media that much. I mean, we're not. We don't. We're not trying to like sell ourselves. You know, I don't have an Instagram account. Really? No. no. The company has the company has one, but personally. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, but not personally. Per- so Mike's up. Mike's uh, like right. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So, um, but not personally. I, I have one personally. Yeah. Well, but I'm not on there. I'm not posting stuff every day. It's like no, because you're working. Yeah. It's like you know, I yeah. could I could have a lot of content if I wanted, but I'm not I'm not that big of a fan of putting my whole life yeah. on Instagram. Besides, you got a job to do. All right, speaking of which, so this is what I was so interested to talk to you guys about. Yeah. So. Harbor Outdoor, um, you guys come from a furniture-making family. Let's, let's start at the very beginning with the background. When, when did you guys become aware of what the family business was? Oh, when we were very young, probably 10 years old, 12. We were, we were you know, we started working for our dad when we were very, very young age. Did you? Yeah. Doing what? Do you remember? Oh, just, just, um, just shop work, you know, like. L- l- labor some work and you still have all your fingers yeah yeah, still got, yeah. <laughs> watched a couple of people lose some but um. I, I'm sure <laughs> but I'm sure right <laughs> yeah. okay so is this when when you were growing up you grew up in Australia yeah yeah and that's where your dad's furniture company was yeah he had a small factory in Sydney okay yeah, in Australia so when did you guys decide that this is something that was for you. And, and I ask because I, I'm, I'm equally fascinated by it because sometimes in the family business, kids are like, okay, you know I'm what? Out. I'm yeah. out. I'm I, out. I'm done. We had, a di- we had a different situation than most um, family businesses because our dad 
and our, you know, the, the family was in Australia and our father had a small, like, metal shop. And then I was living in New York um, and then my brother moved to New York and then the recession hit and we didn't know what to do. And because our dad had a factory, we, th- we, th- we came together and we thought maybe we should start an Australian furniture brand because there was, there was not one predominant, predominant yeah. back in the day, Australian export furniture brand. So we thought it'd be cool to start an Australian furniture brand exporting, well, we started exporting in the US, was our first country. And we thought it'd be cool to set up a lifestyle brand and focus a brand around outdoor furniture. Well, yeah, focus on the Australian lifestyle living outside. So So that's how the brand... Yeah, so our father was our supplier. So that's how it worked quite well because we probably wouldn't have made it this far. If we were like, <laughs> if we just jumped in with our dad, because that, you know what I mean, it would have, it yeah, would well, have been difficult. It's it's interesting though because the the recession made a lot of brands, and it also ended a lot of brands. It ended a lot, a of lot brands. lots, right? I, mean, I remember the first trade show we ever did was in two thousand and nine, New York, at yeah. New York ICFF, and I mean, there was maybe like a fourth of. The whole, the whole of that ground floor level was unoccupied. Really? Yeah, there was like maybe three aisles. <laughs> which was tiny. Which actually was great for us. We yeah. sold, we sold containers at the first show sure, we ever yeah. did. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this, and I'm trying to think. Well, that would be awful because there's so little competition and so uh, so few other brands and then I'm thinking wow that's awesome because there's so little competition well, and so a few other yeah, brands yeah back then I mean there is but, but back in 2009 there was not a lot of modern outdoor furniture brands in the United States more was, traditional yeah there was probably a handful of them like and none of the large retailers or no one was really selling it was all that traditional kind of cast heavy heavy wicker um, you know some you know I'm not going to sell the brands but like Heavy, yeah, heavy, tradi- traditional heavy stuff, yeah. swivel chair kind of heavy you know. casts, you know, like not not for not what people are going for now, anyway. No, but isn't it amazing because you you were like well behind the curve and everything just sort of caught up to you. Yeah, or you were ahead of the curve rather, and everything yeah, caught ahead, up yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you were ahead the of the first, curve, and everything sort of caught up to you. The first collection we launched is now is now yeah a huge. I mean, yeah, it's a huge collection, so. It's funny, and that was that was uh, ten years ten ago. years ago, and now it's still and selling. Before, and before that, we'd been selling some stuff in Australia for like five, six, seven years before. It's actually our biggest collection yeah. still. So that's you- like seventeen years ago, and it's still. And I'm, I remember in the first trade show we did, a lady walked up and she picked up one of our chairs, and she's like, "This is too light. What is this? Like, this will never sell. What is this junk? Like." I'd never pay this much for this, and I was like, "All right, well, see ya." <laughs> how do how do you feel how do you feel about that? Because at the end of the day, furniture makers, designers, you're creators, yeah. you're creative types, and when somebody comes by, you have to have just the thickest of oh. skin to deal with it. Do you care? No, uh, not not then, not anymore. I mean, no. it's it's subjective. It's like art. Like, I mean, you know, you can you can look at everyone has a, a certain you know you know but it's just a little sad when people are really like negative toward something 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can say something in a subjective manner and be, like, nice, but when you flat out, like, you know... Or it could inspire you more to keep pushing on and saying, no, this is good. It can. It's not crap. It can. And so. it's interesting because do you feel like like growing up in Australia and sort of having that... I think Australia and California are very, very similar in the manner in that, which we live. Yeah. Right? They are, yeah. I mean, the weather. The weather, the, 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 the beaches, it's, the climate. It's, the healthy lifestyle. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. It's more than that. I mean, the weather's great. The beaches are great. But it, it, is, it is like that healthy lifestyle, the desire to to have that experiential feel the the, yeah. the way we live inside and out and the Correct. desire to blend the two as much as we do it it kind of puts you in a place where that traditional you know the, the other style of outdoor furnishings don't really they don't blend with that that well but well, yours no, does they I mean, don't i mean if you know a lot of people now well back 10 whatever years ago the whole a lot of people were still putting those Mediterranean Spanish kind of stucco houses and so like the modern the modern furniture wouldn't fit and now you you go look you drive around and every house that's being built is a big square box I mean you know are they beautiful you know some are some aren't but you don't you're not going to put like you know heavy cast aluminum swivel chairs in a in a clean modern box so Yep. Yeah, and the indoor-outdoor thing. I mean, a lot of the pieces we design, all of them actually should be able to sit inside or outside. That's our philosophy with it. So a lot of the collections we've designed that were just for outdoor, now we sell for indoor. That's, so. Well, that's the interesting thing too. And I, I, I've seen this happen over the last, I want to say really the last three or four years. Yeah. This, this trend towards... Um, the indoor outdoor inside outside yeah blend yeah where it, it doesn't really matter if it was made for inside or for outside i mean it does because you can't put inside out furniture outside no, but the outside that's why we we're in the reverse we started with outdoor and now we're moving towards indoor, indoor. with a lot of our new collections um so we're kind of working the other way which is kind of unique for most furniture brands they normally start inside and then yeah now they've developed into the outdoor world so let's talk about sales channels so you've got you've got showrooms around the world yeah yeah um how does the manufacturing work where are you predominantly sold and how do the two of you sort of accomplish this because you're, you're yeah. still a relatively small company yeah yeah we've got uh we've got an international footprint um we have you know, two stores in the US, like our own brick and mortar stores. We have one in Hong Kong and that service is international. And then we have one in Sydney. Yes, yeah, so LA, New York, Hong Kong, Sydney. Yeah. Yep. And then we have, we have, we have like a lot of sales reps and managers spread out through North America. Um, and they're kind of filling in that whatever doesn't hit the store on a residential and contract level. So does does one of you sort of take the lead on design? Do you both handle design? Does one do you, do you divide your duties? Yeah, I I lead the design with the creative with the catalog stuff as well, shooting it, the product design. Um, so I lead with that and the marketing. Um, and but Harrison also has a lot of input on the on the materials and the collections and ideas and things. So. But I mean, I'm leading that and then he comes in for meetings and we discuss things and yeah. 
you know, if he doesn't like something, he doesn't like something. <laughs> how, does that, how does that work? How do you guys, how do you guys work together as, as partners? I mean, brothers is one thing you can't break the team up, but as, as partners, how do you guys work together? Uh, we work pretty well. I mean, we both have different, different, um, you know, management styles, mentalities, I don't know, whatever you call it, like, um, ways to do things. So, you know, and, <clears throat> you know, Nick does the creative direction of the company and then I look after more of the business development, the sourcing, um, working with all our different vendors because we, we, own, we own a factory. We own our major factory, well, the family owns it. Um, but then we, we buy from like a lot of different vendors now because you know you can't buy everything you can't make everything yourself no but that's a huge differentiator the fact that you that you do have access to your to your own yeah, yes. factory yes i so, mean that's huge well that was our springboard yeah. to start yeah so yeah. we have a central hub in asia where we have all you know it's our it's our asia headquarters and, and so we have like sourcing teams we have qc we have we have you know Drafters, drafters. We we have you know a very big infrastructure in Asia, um, and that in, that lets us kind of you know well, source some different factories and and you know work with many different materials. Before we were kind of boxed into more of aluminum, steel, stainless steel with upholstery and that kind of more of aluminum outdoor feel but now the new factories in indonesia we do all our take out of indonesia and now we're doing indoor out of northern china as i said before and you know we're even going into vietnam as well now with some some indoor stuff as well so it's enabled us to have more of a bigger scope of yeah. design yeah are you flexible enough with i mean modern politics right the way that that tariffs here oh, yeah. and, and, oh, yeah. and metal prices there and and fluctuating costs i mean it, it's got to be crazy for someone who's manufacturing and doing business on a global level now it is i mean we're luckily when all our eggs are in one basket and we're not just buying from china we we our business is probably 50 50 now um so like thank god we have um we have you know production going on in other countries besides china because we would be kind of in a little bit of trouble, but luckily, I know what, I know what you were going to say, and you would be. Yeah, but yeah. luckily we, luckily, and <laughs> uh, you know, luckily we started making teak furniture five years ago, and um, teak is really a it's big a big growth. seller. Yeah, it's a big seller, and it's a big growth for our business. Um, and you know, aluminium outdoor furniture is still very, very. It's more attractive for contract and hospitality, so. We still do a bulk of our um, hospitality contract work out of China, but a lot of people are moving to take. So, you know, it's not a bad thing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. The only thing is the supply chain for take is much harder to get um, and takes a lot longer to manufacture. Um, and <clears throat> supply chain out of China, so the supply chain in China um, for, for, for getting product made is far better than Indonesia. A lot quicker. It's a lot quicker. And the, and the sailing time from China to America is much faster. So even though a lot of people are moving production out, out of China, we found like sometimes it's better just to pay the tariff because you, you're going to get... The quality, the speed. Quality, the speed. 
the, the shipping time the shipping time the supply chain there so like in in other countries you still have to ship in a lot of the parts from China to Indonesia or Vietnam so you have to wait get the parts put the furniture together yeah a lot of the raw materials come from China and still then, and then you gotta wait you know 40 days on a boat so, versus 15 from so, China so like I don't want to give everyone a supply chain um, <laughs> lesson on the podcast, but, I, I, but I, I, not I, a lot of people know. Not a lot of design or people like you know. It's I don't blame you, and but it's something that you have that has to be learned. And I'm, as you're talking, I'm trying to think. You know, clearly due to costs and OSHA and a, a litany of other reasons, you can't manufacture here because it's not cost effective to do it in the States. I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to manufacture here to be great. Well, you know what's interesting is, is so much- <laughs> Cut furni- out th- three weeks of shipping time. Yeah, so much furniture. And um, stocking everything. Stocking you know? and everything. But there's, there's a lot of things you still can make here, like upholstery, a lot of things that are automated and, and you, know, you know, upholstery sewing and, and, you know, like, but things like making teak furniture, like, the teak isn't grown here. You know, like maybe you're from, you're making like a, a, a species like American oak or walnut or something that's grown here, like the supply chains in America, or maybe you can get it relatively close. You wouldn't be able to spend as much time on the labor, but you know, if you've got CNC machines and you've got a pretty automated factory, you could potentially get it close. But, you know, if you're, if you're making teak furniture, so you, you have to... Sh- ship the teak in from Indonesia Indonesia won't ship logs of teak so you need to cut it into board form then you have to pay tax it's just it's is there it's a, practically it's impossible, impossible, it's impossible to make teak furniture in America it's, is is there a replacement you know, is there a replacement material for teak there there are but people just in the market are used to buying teak, teak. That's so want. that's what yeah. they want it's like no if it's not teak well, then what is it they're not educated there's, on it there's, e- there's e-pay there's Brazilian e-pay yeah. but the thing with that is you it's need too hard. it's way too hard to work with you need diamond diamond uh, tipped saws and drills and everything and they break and like it's 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 not it's not a, a function it's not it's not a what do you call it like a it's just not easy to work with. Do you find yourselves doing research on new materials to try to figure these yeah. things out? All, all the, yeah. That's all we're doing all day long. Really? Yeah, materials are also like, we do a lot of finishing discovery. So like, with all the indoor furniture we make, we spend a lot of time like with different techniques of finishing and paint, you know, like staining and painting and materials as well. But I mean, Different species of veneers. Yeah, veneers and you know, different types of stone. And so, back to the business side of it, working working with partners, resellers, yep. other showrooms that carry your. How did how did you know? I mean, you you came from a family business that was in the industry, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But still relatively small. Yeah. So when you guys started yours, and and was your dad doing business in the states? No, no not at all. No. No. So when you came over here, how did you know who to go to? How did you know how to how to get the oh, how to get the shows, line out there? Shows. We literally Is that how you did it? The business on that. trade we shows. We built the business off trade shows. Really? Yeah. yeah. Starting in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Nine. Nine. Okay. Yeah. Trade shows and and you know just well you know hiring people Research. from. We also hired people from competing companies, companies that yeah. had contact lists and, you know, so. 
So smart. They, yeah. you know, <laughs> they had people they were selling to already, which were selling yeah. the same product, so it made sense. Yeah. So, you know, and it's just, it's just, we did it slowly. We, we've, we've never got any outside investment. So we, we've just done things organically. We've never, you know, like we, we haven't got, gone into super growth phase, but our company is growing like a lot every year. It's not like a small amount of growth. We're like really. How do you, okay. So that being said, how do you manage that growth? And we were talking a little bit before we hit record, you know, the, the hard part is because designers and architects are so busy Mm. nowadays, you know, they don't, they don't, in many cases, won't start researching a project or sourcing the project until they're actually right on top of it. And then they're specifying things that either they know getting new product and finding new things. And that whole discovery process has been so challenging. Mm -mm. How do you get on the other side of that? Or how do you get in front of the front designer? Of them. Yeah. Well, we've been doing a lot of uh, online, you know, social, social media, Instagram marketing. Even though he doesn't have an account. <laughs> I was going to say, you don't have an account. How do you know if it's working? But, but we know we spend, we've been spending <laughs> a lot of more money. time yeah. and money on social, Google, retargeting, um, that, that whole, and we're, you know. And we're a direct-to-consumer business now. Yeah. So our main sh- focus is even though a design, I would even call we're direct to consumer to designers because you can go onto our website. You do not have to pick up the phone and call Harbour. You can go on our website. You can log in. You can log in. You can submit your resale certificate. You get a code and you get our designer discount. And we have different tiers for different amounts spent so you, throughout so, the year. So back up you a second. You can check your order. You can do everything online. You, you do not need to even pick the phone up. So you extend the trade pricing yep. to, to consumer? No, no, no. 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 If, to yeah. direct designers and decorators. Oh, dir- okay. If, there's okay. a form you fill out. Form you fill you out. submit your resellers. Oh, I yeah. see what you're saying. Okay. So right. if, you, if, you, if you qualify, then you get a special code which enables you to have I see what discount. you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Our, right. webs, our website is fully shoppable. And the Got it. So when you when you log in as a designer, you can see our whole inventory. You can see each product, how many we have in SKU, what's on order. Um, you can check your orders. You can check the status of them. Like obviously, there's a lot of things maybe that you need to call up. Like if you're doing custom COM fabrics or, you know, yeah. But online is a know, big it's a yeah, big it's push, a big for, push us for us to 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 get in front of designers. We target designers through. The audience we have um, that we target through social, Facebook and Instagram, you know, with the demographic obviously is um, worked out by an agency that is designers we target and then we design, target end consumers that earn obviously over a certain amount, that live in a certain area. And once you have all that data, you can really... It's amazing, Start. isn't it? Yeah. So then you've got warehouses in New York and in LA. Oh, uh, we've got a, our main warehouses in Los Angeles. It's in LA. LA, yeah. So shipping around the country, that's no, that's no yeah. problem. And everything's well. in stock. We're always in stock. Like we, we have a very large inventory of product. And so you can, you can always pull an order, order together. I mean, yeah, if you're ordering like 500 chairs, no. <laughs> whatever whatever your project you're working on, whether it's, you know, you know, it's a, you know a small house, a large 10,000 square foot house, a restaurant, a rooftop bar. So what know, are- we, we have, we have an, a really big 
variety of stock. And we also stock in Asia as well. So if we don't have it here, we sh- should be able to pull it from We had a quick Asia. ship program from Asia because yeah. we hold stock in Asia and in Los Angeles. Yeah. So now our lead time is a lot quicker from yeah, Asia. Smart. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. Um, so back to the trade show thing because I, yeah. I think that's re- I think it's really smart. You know, I think everything ebbs and flows over time, right? Yeah. You know, for a couple of years ago, everything was online. It's like everything has to, that's the only way people are finding anything new was, yeah. was online. I've always loved trade shows because I'm, I'm a tactile person, right? Yeah. Most people in design are, you know, you want to go touch yeah, it, touch you want to feel, feel sit it, in it yeah. see what the pitch is like. You, yeah. Know, yeah. you just, you, you want to sort of snuggle in and see if it's, you know, how it feels. You can't, you can't really do that online. Unfortunately, you can't. So, no. so do you still do you still do the trade show thing? Do you do it globally? We do globally. We do. We don't really do them in America anymore. We do hospitality. Yeah, we shows. Do, we do eight. We do eight hospitality shows every year because we feel like hospitality is, is a very large part of our business. Um, residential shows. We don't really like. We used to do High Point. I was going to ask about High Point. Not we anymore. don't. No, it's it's. It's too big. It's too. It's a big. Do you do? Um, do you do Maison? We've done um, Maison we've done in the past. We, we're, we're probably going to revisit it again soon. Yeah, and year. Milan as well. Saloni. Yeah, yeah, looking at Milan yeah. as well. Okay. So, but we do. We do the ones in China. You do. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do, think of those? Uh, we do there? great business out of them. Phenomenal. Really. Yeah. Well, we're. It's local, so. But we get a lot of. We get all of our international business from China. Consumer or designer. Uh, wholesale, wholesale. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So retailers, retailers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and we have a we have a, a f- very fast growing business in China. Yeah, we have yeah. over fifty uh, dealers who have harbor stores in their showrooms throughout China. So and this and, and it's doing really really well. So here's the question I have for you. Yeah. Because it's a really important thing. Is the IP. Do you yeah. worry about getting knocked off? No, it happens. It happens. You know what's going to happen. You deal with the, it. It's the nature of the yeah. business. Okay. I mean, everyone draws inspiration from other people, and yeah. you can't. <laughs> no, I'm, nice saying, no, I'm just saying. saying you can't. You can't stop. It's you can try, but yeah, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Has it happened know? to you yet? Where you've yeah, seen it's it? happened. All, all, every, I mean, every every. I mean, all the time. Different brands have bought our exact chair from. A factory we yeah. were using Euro- to make Euro- it, Euro- like it's, they haven't even changed it. Like really that's when it starts getting like, if they haven't even changed it one bit at all. But yeah. it doesn't. But it doesn't. It doesn't. Get well, we've to had to contact. No, the, it does. We had the companies we had, and say we're going to serve you. We with had a one big European brand that exhibits at Salone. Who <laughs> shall remain nameless? No, they totally nameless. get it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Went to one. Of, went to one of our suppliers and bought our furniture and slapped it in their catalog with their logo on it. With their logo on it. Ouch. Yeah. So that we stopped that, obviously. That's like... But if it's close to it and it's changed, you can't. But yeah. No, you, you can't. I mean, listen, I, I, um, I, had, a, I had a panel discussion recently at, at an LA design show, West Edge. I don't know if you're Okay, familiar. yeah, West Edge, yeah. So um, I produced all the programming okay. for that. And one of the panels was, uh, we touched on IP rights. Yeah. And you know, it's really interesting because designers, you have some who, who are on the two sides of the spectrum. The one side is, it's mine, it's my idea, you can't touch mm. You can't touch it, you can't do anything with it, and then they're really disappointed when they get ripped off, and, no, oh, but they changed it 10 or 15%, yeah, so it's I okay. Mean, well, you can go bankrupt trying to stop it, you know. Like, the lawyers will get rich, right? And then on the other side of it are the people who are like, eh, you know what, 
is what it is. Exactly. I'll think Just of something deal with else. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think be, next thing. be ahead of the curve and you'll have something fresh coming newer and better that's coming out before they you know yeah. even can touch it so. yeah but you still have to work really hard yeah, creative mean, ideas and, and remanufacturing and retooling and coming up with the, the new stuff it's hard to do yeah and it's hard to do consistently it is you know but but your philosophy is you know you're gonna you're gonna it sounds to me like you're you're not gonna just forego your IP rights but you're gonna pick your battles yeah uh, yeah if it's if it's you know if someone we had another we had another experience where this other outdoor vendor down in Florida, Miami, bought our chairs and a client of ours was walking through their factory getting some other stuff made and they saw our chair pulled apart with our logo on it and they copied no and again that we we fought as well. But you know what I mean? Like that's that's like blanket, that's outright, you know. That's Theft. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, you know, like, draw it up and make it a little different. Like, so, you know, what's, don't, what's the. Don't um, get my and copy it. What's the. What do you want the legacy for this company to be? What do you. What do you see this brand growing into? Do you. Is there. Is there it's, offshoots into. Into Total Home? What do you. What do you yeah. want this brand to become? It's a lifestyle brand. Lifestyle really. brand. You know, all encompassing lifestyle brand where you can. You can. You know. We're, we're trying to sell our, our, our lifestyle to, to people. Inside, outside, you know, homewares. We've gone from just outdoor, I, I said before, into indoor. So we're growing our categories into lighting and, you know, like different areas. So so we can have that lifestyle experience, the harbour-like lifestyle experience. Mm. Yeah. How far do you take that? Do you take it into clothing? Do you take it into... We've thought about it because when, sh- when we shoot our catalogue, we always, I always use models. Um, well, yeah. Most furniture companies don't. They always just shoot okay. the product. You know what's funny? I take that back. I take the snarky, well, yeah, back. Because actually, you know what? That's absolutely true. Don't Many don't. Models. They will just focus on the furniture they alone. Like somebody furniture. doesn't use it to live in. Yeah. So we like to use people that, you know, look like they should be people that own the furniture, more relaxed. You know, we use a lot of like linen shirts and things like that. Yeah, we've had ideas of yeah, doing har- harbor board shorts and linen shirts and stuff. Yeah, because it, it lends itself to the brand. But... We haven't got there yet, but because we've got other things to do. But yeah, I mean, it could go that way. Why not? And then as far as, um, you know, it's it's really interesting because when you talk about the States, you talk about West Coast, East Coast, and then it's like there's very little in between. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's funny because having lived in Texas, I lived in Texas for nine years. Texas is a great market. There's a lot. It is a big market, right? So, so. Is that is that kind of like the next big thing for you guys? You talk about no more trade. No, you haven't done a lot of trade I mean, trade Florida's, Florida's a big market for us, obviously. Um, we looked at opening store in Miami, but yeah, we kind of put it on hold because um, we get a lot of that work out of our New York showroom because a lot of people have, they live in New York and second they have homes. a second home in Miami. So, um, but yeah, probably Miami would be the next one if we opened one up. And then probably Texas. Texas, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, listen, we we covered a lot here. This hopefully, was I, that was good. No, this was this was great. And the the last question um, is: When are you going to get on social media yourself? <laughs> um, I don't know. Probably. Uh, I just don't know. What You're too photo, busy. Never. That's you don't I have just time. Don't know what photos to post. All right. No, I get it. I totally get it. All right, well, listen. All these girls will see me and they'll be like, <laughs> I just don't know what to post. <laughs> okay, so that's it. You know what? That's it. Are you guys married? 
No, no, no. Single. 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 Yeah. Furniture magnates. Oh, single. I wouldn't say magnate. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Roll with it. I'm, I'm trying to help you out. What are you doing? Okay. Anyway, listen, I, I love the I love the brand. Um, Thank you. I think it's great. I also love discovering new brands as yeah. well. So um, I think it's great. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. Well, check us out online. Could have a shout out. <laughs> no, do the shout out. Where, where do you want to? Oh, do you, you want them to see your? It's Harbor Outdoor. Harbor right? Outdoor. With, with, yeah. with a U. With a U. With a U. Yeah. Yeah. Harboroutdoor.com with a U. With a U. H A R B O U R. Don't forget Everyone. the U because you know what you're going to, but don't forget the U. <laughs> That's a wrap on this episode of Convo by Design. Thank you, Nicholas and Harrison, for your time. Thank you, Walker Zanger, for your generous support of the show. And thank you for listening and subscribing to the show. If you haven't yet, it's easy. You can find the show everywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Or ask Google, Alexa, or Siri. Say, hey, Siri, play Convo by Design podcast. And she will. Until next week, stay healthy and keep creating. Mm-hmm.